ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. How you doing, Crow? Good. What's new? Yeah. Same old. Okay. Well, special bonus section today is we're gonna hear the story of Crow playing fuck around and find out. Yeah, well, I wanted to. I didn't actually play that. Or the, the guy that uh, got my bidness didn't find out. No, cause see, that was because I kept my cool. You don't know how to sell anything. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to build it up. Uh you okay. just went, like, right to what happened. Well, before we talk about that, I'd like to talk about in uh, Minnesota here this past weekend. Supposedly, there was going to be over 200 businesses opening uh, in protest, basically, or in violation of uh, Governor Wall's shutdown orders. Right. Um, so it was going to be this big thing, you know, the you know strength in numbers kind of thing. There was a uh, Facebook page that was reopened Minnesota, and you could join it and find out you know who's participating well turns out a lot of these businesses were afraid to especially in the in the city you know Hennepin County which is the city um, were afraid to kind of advertise that they were going to do this because they didn't want to be a target of Ellison uh, Attorney General Minnesota here um, fair and mild mattered man yeah um, of tar- him targeted before they even get a chance to open the doors right um, but you know if you're gonna do this, do it. Right. Get your name out there. It was it was an exercise in frustration for me this week, and I wanted to support these businesses. Now, there were some that were on there that were not bars or restaurants that were like gyms and martial arts centers and, you know, things like that. Um, but a lot of the restaurant bars that said they were going to be part of it, if you looked at the list they put out on this website or on the Facebook page, it was just, um, you know, they, they were like, you know, there's like nine restaurants and they're all uh, anonymous. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what's the point then? So, um, this weekend I went to one of them that was actually that everybody was that put its name out there and we went to it, the alibi bar, uh, drinkery it's called in Lakeville. And it was cool. It was, it was packed. It was uh Friday night. I went there. I guess they opened early. I think they opened on Wednesday even, and it was packed then. Um, so that was nice. And then, the next day I was, I went there with my brother. Next day I was going to go with my, uh, with my lady. And, uh, we wanted to go to a different place to, you know, to support another one that was open. So I tried, tried as I might to try to find another restaurant that we could go to, you know, couldn't find one. And there was like a, well, somebody heard that this restaurant might be open. I'm like, well, I'm not going to go for might because a lot of this stuff is kind of far out. Mm-hmm. Um, so finally we had one that was like, okay, th- this is close to the alibi that I was just at on Friday. Um, People are saying they're open, but if they aren't, then I'll just swing back and give alibi my business again. Went over to this this other place. Nope, they were just open for takeout. Mm. So all this fucking big talk about all these businesses backing each other up is bullshit. If you're not going to get out there and get your name out there, and this alibi bar is going to obviously be targeted now by by uh, Walls and Ellison. I don't know how they're going to, you know, unless these other uh, restaurants, you know, decide to chip chip over some money to them but how are they going to over money if they're not making it well you know i heard a great line that said if regardless of whatever 
uh, executive orders they put in place. If everybody opened up, everything's open. Yeah, they need to. I mean, my point is if they if everybody just says, no, fuck you, we're opening and everybody opens and I understand I get it. You know, the the first violation, I guess, is 60 days of losing your liquor license. Um, And then the second violation is five years. Um, And this is changing my opinion about licenses. I'm starting to think we shouldn't have to get them. I mean, I'm not saying if you run a restaurant, you shouldn't be subject to the health department checking you out. But why the hell do we have to pay a but license? Yeah, you shouldn't have to pay a license up front for it. You should just, if you do things that are wrong, then you'll have to pay a fine. Or... Yeah, the health department can come in and shut you down because you're not sanitary. And also, if you're not sanitary, you're probably going to lose business anyway. Yeah. So I just, I'm starting to go, why the hell do we need, even need those? I get to drive a car. You know, you're going to go out there and. Uh, well, you got to prove that you've learned how to do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that what they're, but that's not what they're doing with licenses for a business? No, you just need to pay it. Yep. Uh, what was nice showing up this at this place was, you know, you walk in there and the age range was anywhere from, I saw people in their, look like mid to late 20s and, and uh, all the way up to probably their 60s in there. Just a kind of a, a broad spectrum of ages in there. We can't say broad anymore. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, I can't do and that. And then uh, nobody was wearing masks, which was great. Couple, couple younger guys walked in with masks like under their chin. I'm like, yeah, to be embarrassed, dude. Yeah, to be embarrassed. See, I don't care if someone wants to wear one. I, yeah, but I if you're care. just gonna have it tucked under your chin, then. Well, they're probably just trying to wait and see. You I know? suppose they're, but then you know, I, I, I just feel foolish. I'd want to take it off. But when you know, prior to COVID, when I saw somebody walking through the airport with a mask on, usually they were Asian. Because, yeah, you know, their air quality their, is terrible. Yeah, part of their culture. But, I mean, I would roll my eyes at them or think, well, they better be immune compromised. Otherwise, they just look silly. If someone, even without COVID, wants to walk into a bar with a mask on or anywhere, I don't care. You know, I think it looks foolish. But, you know, if, if these places are open and everybody walks in with a mask on, I don't care. Let the place be open, you know. And if people aren't wearing masks, I don't care. Let the place be open. Yeah, I wouldn't shame. I wasn't going to go up and like laugh and point. Aha. No, you're just going to do it here. Yeah. So, but it was nice. It was nice being with my people. You get in there and it was it was jam packed. So you know, you're it's like three deep at the bar and all the tables are taken and you kind of look around. And you go, well, there's two seats open at that table there, and you just walk over. And you go, hey, oh, can we can we sit? Can we join you at the table? And you're like, yeah, sure, join us. You know, because you know they're your people. And that's how you met your lady friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, um, you know, yeah, both nights it was like that. You just walk up to the table and go, hey, these seats open. Can we join you? Sure. Take, grab a seat. And then you, you know, have a good conversation with like-minded people. It was awesome. Get some good food and booze. Then drive drunk. So it's the American way. <laughs> by the, by people just kidding, by the way. Like-minded, p- like-minded people. You're like people going, I can't wait till Ellison shows up to shut this place down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was nice getting out. It felt good getting out and going into a bar and sitting down and you know having a drink and ordering and, and chatting up with people without anybody without thinking this asshole some asshole is gonna you know get in your face about masks and you have to decide whether or not you're gonna fuck them up or you're gonna like play cool so you don't look like a bad guy, which is what happened to me at Club Foods the other day, the um the grocery store I've been going to, so I've decided that when I go to grocery stores I'm not wearing a mask. Um, you prick! It's a necessities groceries are necessities. And so I'm going to go in there. I'm not going to wear a mask. You don't. You, I'm 
I'm expecting not to get any pushback. And if you tell me to go, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to get my shit and I'm going to go. Um, other places, I'll wear a mask because it's not necessities. Fine. If it's your, if it's what, what your, um, reg, your standards are, then I'll abide by them. But I'm not going to do it with the grocery store. Same with gas stations. Um, if I go in. So I went to the same um, grocery store that I've been to before without getting hassled. And this weekend I go in there. Oh, grab a cart because I have a little bit more than usual. I usually just grab a little hand cart, but this time I had a little bit more. Hang on. How many times have you been there before without a mask? Uh, been Not that one. That one in particular, I think I've only been to twice. Okay. But I've been to a bunch of other ones too, uh, Super Targets, which are targets that had the, the grocery stores on and other other um, um, grocery stores. But as long as I'm, I'm in there and I'm, I got my cart and I'm minding my business and uh, go down the, uh, the milk aisle and... One of the employees, woman comes up and she goes, uh, sir? Yeah. Do you have a mask to put on? And I go, no. And I just kind of turn around and start getting my milk and eggs and whatnot. Oh, okay. And then she walks away. Great. No problem. I go walking around the corner down the next aisle and I, I, I hear a guy go, excuse me? Excuse me? I turn around and look and it's this exactly what we've been talking about before, before the, uh, the white-haired 60-ish year old guy that's, you know, got a chip on his shoulder that, you know, lost all of his sense of power. And this is the way to reclaim his power. It's the same fucking demographic and attitude we were talking about before. He's like, where's your mask? And I go, mind your business. I turn around, start walking down the aisle. You could just hear him audibly gasp. I could hear it. He's like, I will not mind my own business. And he starts running his cart. Which is, which is probably his... Uh... His motto in life, yeah. right there. I will not mind my own business. And I've decided before, if this happens, to I gotta stay, gotta keep my cool. Yep. You know, can't. Which I mean, for those people who don't know you, is a Herculean task. Well, and the fact I had to prepare myself to stay cool. Yeah. You know, so did some shots before you went yeah. in. So uh, <laughs> he comes, comes, kind of his cart up behind me, and uh, he goes right away. He goes, "You are putting my life in danger." And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, fuck. Come on. Your first thought was. Yeah, my first thought was you're putting your life in danger. Fucking talk to me like that. It was what I yeah. wanted to do. You wanted to say, not yet, I'm not. Yeah. So <laughs> so I turned around. I look at him. And, I, and he's, he's like coming up on me like fast with his cart. And I, I just put my arm out and point at him. I said, stay the fuck back. Just smile. I didn't, didn't yell at him. I go, hey, stay the fuck back. Oh, I will not. You need to put your mask on. I'm like, yeah. So I turned around. kept kept walking. And he's coming up and just shouting and shouting and shouting, trying to get everybody's attention. And uh, I get to the end of the aisle and I turn around and I go, dude, back off. Because he keeps getting closer with his cart. And there was a stock boy there putting um, um, stuff in the frozen section. Must He looked to be about 17, maybe. Turns around and looks at the guy and goes, dude, leave him alone. You know, leave him alone and then he'll leave. He'll get his stuff and he'll leave. And the guy's like, I know, he's supposed to, have, everybody wears masks, he's supposed to wear a mask. And I just ignore him and I go, I, I go, I just, you know, stay off of me, dude. Oh, you stay away from me. And I go, gladly. So I walk around the corner and then he decides to go the other way. And he's like, you think you're special? And that was his parting shot. And uh, so, he really showed you. Yeah. So then I'm, do, you know, continuing my shopping and uh, he must have ran off and told somebody manager or employee something that uh how dare there a guy in here without a mask on um well but most importantly now that he said you think you're special he's made you question all the choices in your life up till now do i think i'm special 
Yeah. By God, I think I do. Um, so I get, you know, all the way down to the end, um, got my cart half full of stuff, I'm getting ready to leave, walking down the aisle, another employee comes up. Might have been the same one from before. And Because uh, all Karens look the same. Yeah. She goes, um, you know, we do sell masks. And I go, okay, good. I just keep walking. And I get to the end of the aisle, and then here's the manager guy. And he's like, uh, sir, in order to be in here shopping, you have to have a mask on. And uh, I go, well, that's all right. I'm leaving. He goes, okay. And he goes to reach for my cart. He goes, I can take this for you. And I'm like, I do a little a little, you know, maneuver with the end of the cart, get it out of his reach. And I go, no, I'll be checking out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going through. I, I go through the whole store and fill my cart and then leave. So I go to the self-checkout, of course, because you have control in that area, which I, I, I think that's the, the way you have to do it, which mm-hmm. is what I've talked about this before. You know, they have to either turn off the fucking machine or physically hold, stop me from checking out at this point. So um, went to the self-checkout and nobody else her, uh, hassled me, harassed me. Didn't, took my time, checked everything out, and left. So um, now we'll see when I go back there, because I will, because it's right by my house. When I go back there, I'll see what happens. But generally speaking, I'm probably in and out because I don't do these huge shopping trips. I'm in and out before anybody can decide what to do about it. But now that I took a little bit longer in there, maybe they're they're decide, well, we got to come up with a plan for people like that. Disrespectful. <laughs> Churlish. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, you get these feelings of rage when you see exactly the same fucking guy that, you know, thinks he's, you know, he's got the backing of the government. He's got Governor Walls. He's backing him up. And he's got all these sheep around backing him up he feels powerful he's like i'm gonna tell this guy when normally in any other situation he wouldn't think to talk to somebody like that you know just i'm starting to think they might i'm i'm starting to see people just say stuff to people that i'm thinking no probably shouldn't do that like in situations where you think someone's being rude or whatever or maybe litter and you get upset most of these guys wouldn't say anything to you but at this point they're emboldened by the by the propaganda they're emboldened by the fact that they've got the mass cairns out there and they've got the government saying you have to do this and they're like well i'm enforcing the law now you know i'm a big swinging dick now and i think they they're emboldened by it so they are they are more apt to to come come up to you because they think they've got the, they got the mob mentality they think everybody else is on their side just because they're all wearing masks like most of these people are like oh, we don't want to wear these fucking masks, but I don't want to hassle either. But I think people were like that before the COVID thing. I think the whole Trump thing was making them do that because I, I told that story before about the, when I was at, uh, That's getting, true, the Trump hat, thing. getting my car fixed. The, it was the whole beginning of the impeachment thing. And there's like three of us guys sitting there in the waiting area, waiting for our cars to be done, watching the TV. And this woman, this, I don't know, 60 ish woman, you know, uh, gray hair sits down and she's like doing her thumb down to the TV. Boo, boo. And us guys are looking at each other like, and this receptionist woman who works there walks up and says, Oh, can I get anybody, anything? And she goes, Nope. This, and she says right to this woman, Trump's going down. And I just went, not really. And she looks at me and she's like, what? And the two other guys just, like, roll their eyes. I couldn't tell if they were rolling them at me, like, why are you even bothering? Right. Or her for, like, just shut up. But she couldn't believe it. She couldn't believe I would say, eh, not really. And I just thought, why would this woman 
not that three guys were going to beat her up or something, but why did she feel it necessary in a group of people she didn't know to start spouting off her political beliefs? And I think it's just because they believe that universally he's so hated that everyone will just jump in. And I think it's the same thing with the masks. They think universally everyone's so on their side. And they don't realize that half the people in there are like, just shut up. Just like the stock boy. Just shut up and move along. Yeah. It's another reason I just want I chose not to uh you know, not to engage, not to raise my voice, to try to stay as mellow as possible. And uh but there I mean any any escalation in his part, like he would have came up and tried to flip my hat off, or if he would have grabbed my cart or even got within arm's length of me after I told him to stay off, stay back, if he would have got tried to get at my face, I think that would have changed things because I it just I don't think I can So what would have happened if he came up and tried to block your cart with his cart? Like you're going down the aisle and he zooms up in front of you and cuts you off like the cops would do to block somebody in. Mm, I don't know if I'd give him a chance. I go, You have a chance to move right now. You better take it or just pick them up and throw them in the cart and then just like give it a good shove. <laughs> Not sure. Uh, how about if he ran up and like pulled on your sleeve? Just goes, hey, that, hey, you. Yeah. If that was his initial move, I think maybe the shock of like that being that bold might keep me from hitting him. Okay. But if that was his second move, like after, you know, verbally accost me and I'm going, dude, back the fuck off. And what? then he comes up and then later I feel him. Then it's on. What if after his first move of pulling your sleeve and you turned around and looked at him like, what the fuck? He poked you in the chest. Listen, mister. I'd back down and put my tail between my legs and, you know, live to fight another day. Turn the other cheek. Mr. Special. Turn the other cheek. The Bible tells me so. (laughs) Don't get me started. (laughs) So that was it. It wasn't a big deal. But I know we'd been talking before. I'm like, yeah, I go to all these grocery stores. Nobody nobody bothers me. It hasn't been a problem in Minnesota, in, in blue Minnesota, or Minneapolis, actually. And I haven't had a problem. So the fact that right after we'd had uh, the episode where I said, oh, it hasn't been a problem for me, it was a problem for me. So God, just everywhere you go. Yeah. You know, it was funny. My, I was talking to my dad about it, telling him that story on the phone. And he said, uh, was, why didn't you just wear a mask? And I said, I don't know. You know, and my parents are in the high risk category. And I'm like, hey, if you guys want to wear a mask, they're not coming home for Christmas. I'm like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm not mad at you. Yep. If you're worried about that, that's cool. And he goes... A mask just seems like a small concession to make. And that really kind of lit a fire in me. And I said, I'm tired of small concessions. I said, because we never get any. We just have to give them. Mm-hmm. And I said, we're just giving them and giving them and giving them. And, and there's I said, a lot more to it. Right. And I said, to be honest, I'm fucking tired of it. Yeah. But the mask thing is, is it's, it's something else to it. There, There's a... There's a political social component to it that's different than a lot of other things where you comply, where you pay your taxes, and you know things like that. Where with the mask thing, it's it's getting to the point where it's like um, it is. It's showing compliance. It's showing your willingness to accept the government telling you what to do in spite of um, it being absolute fucking utter nonsense. You know, I said before it was like a lawn sign, a political lawn sign. Either you have one or you don't. And I think I was wrong in that analogy. I think a better analogy would be it's like putting a Black Lives Matter sign in your yard so your house doesn't get vandalized. Yeah. Yeah. That's really kind of what it is. It's showing, look, I'm just complying. I'm just going along with it. Well, what what would he say to that? Like, let's say I'm in a neighborhood that has a lot of Black Lives Matter signs and and a lot of Democrat, and I decide I want to support my candidate. I'm going to put a Trump or whoever else Republican sign in my yard. 
I mean, obviously, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be kind of asking for trouble to some people. If I lived in like an inner city or not inner city, inner ring suburb of Minneapolis, let's face it, I'm never going to live in Minneapolis. Um, and everybody around me has BLM signs. I'm not necessarily put one out, but I'm not going to put out a Trump sign because not be, not because it's like I'm afraid of my principles or anything. I'm That's a fight I'm not going to win. And at that point, I would prefer to just be like, well, why am I living and here? And do you want your house burned down? Because exactly. that's, that's the chances you're taking. Now, is it going to get burned down? But no. Is my house going to get – is somebody going to fuck with my house? Probably. You know? But if the guy decides in that block that you know decides to put up his own sign, you're not going to go, oh, I wish that guy would, you know, just comply. Just not raise a stink. No, you go, good no. for him. Good for that guy. And the thing about the mask No, is, I'd probably go knock on his door and say, look, I'm with you. Yeah. And if he said, why don't you put a sign up? I go, because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna poke the bear, you know. It's like we use the step outside the bar analogy a lot. You know, you're not gonna step outside with a guy who's got his five friends there. You're just not gonna do that, you know. Because no matter how many, uh, it's like the old Ron White joke where he says a bartender or the bouncers took him outside. He goes, I don't know how many of them it was gonna take to kick my ass, but I knew how many they were gonna use. I mean, it's along the same lines, you know. So, but at the by that same token, I'm going to sit there and say, do I really want to be living in this neighborhood? And I'm going to start making a plan to move out of it. Yeah. Well, and then the thing about the mask, and you asked me, well, why, why, why don't you just put the mask on? Because you're willing to do it at other stores, you know. And I go, it's principle. It is. It's because, well, first of all. I don't think it's. I don't think they they help at all. I think they're dehumanizing. I think it's a way of showing compliance, uh, and also. Well, the statistics do not bear out that mask wearing changes anything. No, and at this point, we're not able to question any of this shit because it's the science. But that's the thing about science; it's it's never settled. There, you question it. You're not. But now all this bullshit, all the um, the authoritarian types, they say, well, it's the science. And they'll pick a study or they'll pick one scientist or they'll pick something and saying, well, it's settled now, just like with the with the global warming. Well, you know what science, settled science is? Honestly, settled science is dogma. Yeah. I mean, for yeah. years, um, you know, 500 years ago, they used to hound the Catholic Church about, you know, look, the science is we're not the only we're not the center of the universe here. And here's the proof. And that that was heresy. I mean, you were removed from the Catholic Church. Sometimes you were tortured. Sometimes you were killed. Because you didn't go along with the dogma that was already settled. It didn't matter what you showed. The left has become the uh, medieval Catholic Church. That's what they are. They have beliefs that can't always be backed up, and you can't question them. And if you do, you must be punished. It is no different yeah. than what the Pope was doing back then. Yeah, and then the the fact of wearing having people wear masks like this, it just adds to the whole isolation aspect, which... Keeping people isolated keeps them from being able to, you know, gain the power of having having a group of people together. You know, that's why a freedom of assembly is so important in America. Freedom of speech, freedom of assembly. You know, you can get together, you can have your protests, you can have your rallies. Um, but now with the left, now it's like it's only okay to rally or protest if you're on the left. You know, we'll make all kinds of concessions. You won't go to jail even if you break laws. But the right, we're gonna we're gonna come after you. We'll fuck you. This well, is kind of a fuck you to that. And, and I'm, not, I'm not putting up with that anymore. I'm not making a, 
a comparison as much as drawing a parallel here. But, you know, with Nazi Germany and the Jews, it's always said, hey, what would happen if the first five houses they knocked on to pull the Jews out of, they fought back and killed the soldiers, right? And people say, yeah, except those people would have to die. And it's it's very uh, – there's a great line in a terrible book, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, where the – I'm going to – I won't spoil the whole thing, but the bad guy in it um, gets the good guy to follow along under threat of death. And he taunts him afterwards and goes, yeah, people do anything to stay alive for a few more minutes, you know, and that's generally what gets people to do the fear. Um, But what would have happened if some of those Jews had fought back right away? It would have caused them to make a different approach. What we're talking about when we're saying don't wear masks and don't comply with this stuff Nobody's going to die. We're not talking about getting shot by the SS here. We're talking about someone is going to follow you down the row and they're probably going to ask you to leave. Okay, you go to another grocery store. Because there's going to be a grocery store that doesn't care. That's just going to be populated with like those stock boys who just like, fuck. And this grocery store probably wouldn't have cared if it weren't for this fucking, this little bitch Karen dude. Yeah. Customer. Well, except for the person who confronted you beforehand. But yeah. But regardless, I think at this point, it's a matter of showing some solidarity for people. And I'll admit, I've been this guy a few times. You didn't want to be the first one to stand up and say, okay, I'm bucking the system. But as soon as somebody else did, you're like, okay, I'll do it. I remember in college, you know, we would get these exams, you know, these final exams, and you're sitting down doing it, and maybe you didn't study a ton for it. And maybe you didn't think you did well, but you're done. And there's two hours for this exam and you're an hour and 10 minutes into it and you're finished. And you're like, am I going to look stupid if I turn in my paper? And you're just sitting there and you finally go, I'm sitting here doing nothing. This is stupid. And you get up and you turn in your paper and six other people get up at the same time. They just didn't want to be the first one to leave. Yeah. You know? And so I noticed that in my office building. My office building has a... Everybody wear masks, and I just don't. And over the course of this whole thing, I've noticed that most people in the building now don't wear masks, and the people who are wearing them don't have a problem with you. Yeah, They're not giving you shit or anything. So I think it's time to just stop doing it. Well, I'm, I'm going to be – it's going to be interesting to find out how they spin this this alibi bar or drinkery that I went to. Um, they're, you know, they did this thing. Well, they – they didn't comply, and now they're super spreaders. Well, and that dude's got some risk because he's got some serious charges against yeah, him. Yeah, he's before. a bit of a nut, and that's probably yeah, why he he's, has the you know the, the the balls to do this. Because, he's got like second degree assault on a cop or yeah, something like so that. Yeah, so he's got a little bit of a problem with authority to begin with. It sounds like. But there was a place, you know, we were going to go out together, and there was a place that we didn't know was open for sure. Yeah. And I mean, it's a it was a higher end kind of steak place, and I thought, I don't want to go there, be halfway through you know, one of those meals and find out they're shutting down. Plus, we didn't know for sure if they were open. And you said, call them. And I probably could have. But I thought, if I called them and said, are you open? Are they going to tell me? Yeah. Turns out they were. Um, and my bad, we should have gone because they were open because they got fined for it. Yeah. So it would have been nice to you know, support them. Yeah. So, I mean, if they are open again. Yeah. If, if I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was incredibly frustrated this weekend about, about not, not having enough businesses that were actually doing this well my uh family and i 
went to um, Valley Fair, which is a local summer amusement park here last night, and they have this big light show and everything. It's kind of a nice deal. You get in and drive around for 20 minutes, see all these lights, Christmas lights for 30 bucks, 35 bucks, whatever. And afterwards, we're leaving that, and I'm like, it would be nice to go somewhere and eat. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to Burger King and pick up a burger at 9, 9 o'clock at night. I just, I want to, why can't we go somewhere and eat? It's stupid. And there's also just the social aspect of getting together with other people and, and just being in a crowd of people. Sometimes it's, it's you know, it's it's nice to interact with people socially. And that this is something we're, we're losing and people are accepting too much of us. This, this social isolation attitude is becoming ingrained in some people. I mean, there are introverts that love this shit, but um, most people are not built to, to deal with, you know, this kind of isolation. And it also keeps people, you know, from, you know, it keeps people kind of not looking at their fellow citizens as as their fellow citizens. It's kind of like you're looking at them as like you know they're wearing a mask. You're not seeing their facial expressions. You're not seeing if they're if they're somebody that you can talk to, approach, and you're not supposed to approach them anyway. So basically, they're, you're just little drones that walk by each other and don't even don't even look at each other and pay, pay attention to each other. It's like I think it's just bad for society to have this, especially for. Um, a, a virus that's not nearly even close to the deadly um, fucking uh, existential threat they told us it was initially. See, I think when they said, where's your mask? You should have said, I can't wear one. Um, and have them go, what? Because they're not expecting that. You know, I can't wear one. Yeah, I, there's all kinds of things that I you can say. And there's like also I used to have the thing where I go, I'm exempt or I used to say I'm medically exempt. But I, I don't. I'm not going to lie. I'm just not going to fucking do it. I'm just, I'm not wearing it. Well, I mean, if you don't have one, you can't wear one. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I think I had a, a gator around my neck when I was going, was it in Cub 2? You should have just been like, that covers my goiter. Yeah. I'm wearing a mask. See? Yeah. Right there. <laughs> I've wanted to go in with like the Lone Ranger mask on. You know? <laughs> I got a mask on, damn it. Yeah. It's got to cover your face. Well, now they say, you know, the gators, they actually are worse. They increase your chances because... When you when they stretch over your face, they don't they don't block anything, but they get damp really fast, mm-hmm. and so they attract stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. They, well, even the, the little thin paper masks, the um, the disposable supposedly disposable ones that everybody wears multiple times, those get pretty soggy too, pretty quick. Well, we mentioned it last time that New York Post article that says they don't they don't work when repeated use. Yeah. But we should move on. We we always right. Spend a little bit more time on a mask than I than I want to. <laughs> I got a question for you. If I gave you a hundred bucks for the next three podcasts, will you say you're right, Rooster? I was wrong every time I challenge you on something. A hundred bucks every podcast? No, just once, one time. Um, for the, the next, next three, three you just have to say. No, that'd be boring. How about how about two hundred bucks? Maybe. How about three hundred? Okay, sure. Okay, what if I say for like forever? You have to do it. Oh. Anytime I challenge you, you just have to go, you're right, Rooster. I was wrong. And I can't do it sarcastically? Nope. So I was going to sure, you're right, No, nope. you just have to be wrong. like, you have to be sincere. You have to be, you know what? You're right, Rooster. I was wrong. No. Okay. How about if I gave you 600 bucks? Yes. Really? 600 bucks every week? No. In perpetuity. Oh. One time in perpetuity. Oh, okay. 600 bucks a minute. So in other words, if I basically said, I'll give you 600 bucks and shut the fuck up. No. No, it'd have to be like a weekly thing. <laughs> then I'm proud of you. Because well, it doesn't, ma- doesn't matter to me that much. Well, that's what the government's doing. They're giving you 600 bucks and telling you to shut the fuck up. 
Yeah. So we just passed this $950 billion stimulus. By the way, I need people to understand this is money we don't have. Okay? The United States government does not have this money. This money is going to have to be borrowed somewhere, which means our debt, we add a trillion dollars in debt every year. We just added another trillion dollars. Bang, like that. No problem. To give everybody 600 bucks. But we also gave the Kennedy Center $14 million, And we gave a bunch of other countries like Burma, Cambodia, um, the Sudan, uh, millions upon millions of dollars. And I'm sure we're saying, well, this is combating Nepal. Got money. $130 million. I'm sure. I bet you could buy Nepal for $130 million. Yeah. You know? But so... You know, they're probably saying, well, this is to help Nepal fight China. My contention is, you know what fights China more than anything? A rocking and rolling capitalist economy. That's what kicks the shit out of China and Russia and every other shithole country in the world. Did I just call Russia and China shithole countries? Yes, I did. Yep. Not necessarily for the state of their country, but just their attitude in general. You know, I've never been to Cambodia, never been to Nepal Never been to the Sudan. I'm guessing these are three places I don't want to live. I'm guessing these are three places most people don't want to live. Yet we're giving them all our money. If you took the amount, I can't do the math here. If you took the amount of taxpayers in this country, so we have 300, roughly 325 million people. I'm going to guess a third of those are paying taxes. Some are retired. Some are not old enough to work. So let's just say 150 million people. What is $9 billion? I got to do this math here. Basically, I'm coming up with what's $9 billion divided by 300 or 150 million. And I think it's a lot. And why couldn't we, if we're going to borrow that much money, why couldn't we just give it to the people of this country? Especially ones that pay taxes. Yeah. Well, so. there's also other the thing about these bills is, you know, it's just like people talk about, well, why is so much pork and bloat and stuff? And why can't we not have bills that have all kinds of other bullshit in and provisions in them? And I go, yeah, why? Because uh, the Republicans and the Democrats are pretty much the same fucking thing when it comes to that. Uh, there's uh, examples of this bill that have um, like Section 1,111 authorizes $15 million for the Department of the Interior to establish a snow water supply forecasting unit. And Title uh, 12 on horse racing integrity and safety that establishes an independent horse racing safety and integrity authority. That's part of this bill. $6,000. Okay. So, so that means a house, a household, a middle class household that pays taxes would have had $12,000. Why the fuck can't we just do that if we're going to borrow that money? Well, we have to put $50 million towards the snow water supply forecasting unit. And here's my other frustration. I'm tired of hearing people say that's how Washington works when we say, why can't we just, why can't we pass one bill with one thing at a time? Why do we have to that's load all this? work for the politicians. Why do we have to load all this other shit in there? It, look, I hate to say it. AOC and I agree on this thing. This bill is 5,600 fucking pages. And they had a few hours to read it. Mm-hmm. Why do they only have a few hours to read it? But more importantly, why the fuck is it 5,600 pages? Why can't it be two pages? 
Yep. Two. Well, it's because they've neglected to pass any kind of funding um, um, bills. How, how long has it been since they've gotten together and actually hammered out some sort of actual bill instead of uh, emergency you know, provision bills or whatever the hell they do? So they don't want to do their job. Yeah. Well, and people would say, well, you'll never get anything done if you just have to do one thing at a time. The big things you get done. No, you would get this the, done. The important things will get done. You would get this done, but instead of it, let's go back to the $150 million. If they If they really thought $600 was the amount, which is, by the way, it's a fucking insult. Yeah. I mean, I'll take the money because you're trying to wreck my business in the meantime, but yeah. it's a fucking insult. Yep. Um, uh, hang on. While I do the math here, 150 million people times $600. I'm doing that math. Well, right. at least people Whatever. people will get that $600 and it'll stimulate the economy because they'll they'll buy stuff from Amazon and Jeff Bezos can make more money. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Because, you know, because they can pick and choose what businesses flourish under this. And if you're not, you know, a, a political bigwig that does a lot of donations or have a lot of, lot of um, you know, deep pockets and you can afford to lobby, um, then you're not important. Then you're not you're not uh, you're not the machine that oils Washington. You're you're just you know a lowly business owner that's the backbone of this fucking you know country. That's all you are. Okay, I I may be doing this math wrong, but if six hundred bucks is, and if if I have this wrong, people can blow me up over it. But if I'm doing this right, six hundred dollars times the 150 million taxpayers and again that's an estimation is 90 billion dollars so if my math is right and again the caveat is it may be way off that means that this bill is 110 times the size it needs to be yep 10 times what are we borrowing this fucking money for and so what i'm saying is if they really thought that 600 dollars was the number that everybody needed. Uh, forget that it's an insult. But if if they really, instead of loading all this other stuff into it, they would sit down and say, all right, we're going to pass a bill for $90 billion. By the way, should we pass a bill to give the Kennedy Center money? No, because you're not going to get support for that. Should we give the Sudan hundred or Nepal $130 million? Probably not. It's not going to pass. And I'm sick and tired of this shit passing that is passing only because it's part of something else and it's a horse trading deal. I mean, that's, that's just fucked up. Well, and then if they're supposed to be informed on our behalf in order to know what they're spending money on, and they all know for a fact they don't know what they're, what they're voting on because they don't have time to read it all, or right. they're just allowing somebody to tell them, well, this is what's in it, then they're no better than us. Then just give us the fucking vote then. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, that's, what, that's what we're voting people in for is to – is to, to be informed about things that we don't have time or we don't have the uh, ability to be informed about. But if they're not even willing to be informed about it or they can't be informed about it, then they're just a middleman that doesn't need to be there. Well, and here's something else for you, true democracy backers, which I am not one of. No. I like Representative Republic. All of your pet projects that you want to see done, all of your, uh, all of your um, you know, equity sorts of things, they're not going to go through. Because you need the horse trading on that stuff to make it happen. You will get nothing that passes because you're not going to get a majority of people to vote on. 
You know, it's just not, it's not going to happen like this. So the big stuff might, like, do we have reparations? Okay, maybe they get half of, you know, 51% of people to vote for that. But all of these things, all of your culture, your art, all that stuff, it all disappears. Because the majority of the country is not going to vote for that, right? So the government's going to have to take that money from you if they want to have it. You know, all of these all of these cultural things in these socialist countries, anything you see in Russia that's preserving the Russian culture, that's not stuff that the people in Russia decided to pay for. It's money the government took from them by force yep. and is pouring money into. They didn't get to vote on it at all. So this is just stupid. And this is why Rand Paul is my new guy for president next time around. He gave a speech. It's, it's pretty good. It's about 10 minutes long talking about why the stimulus bill should not be voted on or voted for. And uh, there were a bunch of Republican senators that joined him. Um, uh, the guy from Florida, Scott, no. DeSantis? No, no, that's the governor. Oh. He was governor before. I okay. can't remember his name. Um, uh, Mike Lee, Utah, uh, Marsha sure. Blackburn. Ted Cruz, I'm sure, right? Ted, Ted Cruz, uh, Martha Blackburn from Tennessee, uh, a couple others, a couple – High end, high name, high profile senator said Republican senator. So we're not voting for this. It's stupid. There's no reason to, to put another trillion dollars that we're going to have to pay for. It. People, the inflation that's coming from this is going to be insane. Well, especially since there's no there's no end in sight. There's no there's no like we said before. There's no metric to to how this is going to end. It's all up in the air. It's all you know whatever they feel like goes goes and now people are gonna get vaccines but then there's people in the um on the democrat side mostly saying yeah even with the vaccine we're gonna have to do the you know the shutdowns and the lockdowns and the mask wearing and the mandated this that and the other even with vaccines it's never gonna end it's the new normal fuck you yeah no we just we have to decide we're not putting up with this anymore and it, it has to be i think it needs to start with civil di- civil disobedience like i'm not wearing the mask you know, and if you tell me I got to leave, then I'm going to leave. But there's also strength in numbers we got to talk about. But if you see if you're at the store. OK, so let's say you're not the guy who's going to walk in without the mask on. Right. But you're there and you witness yeah. the guy chasing you. A Karen get, uh, who just goes who just goes fuck off and does his thing and sees the store manager come up and say, you have to have a mask. And the guy goes, I'm just going to pay for my stuff and go. Are there people in that store who go, fuck yeah. And they go, so. that wasn't so bad. Next time I come in, I'm not wearing a mask. Let people know that when, when somebody's being an asshole, they've got your back, you know, you've, they've got other people on, on their side. And it, you know, I don't know. It's just frustrating when people don't do anything. When it's not going to hurt you to say something, to, to back somebody up. Yeah. You know, you don't have to throw punches for them. You don't have to escalate. You don't have to, you know even put money out you just have to let them know that you're on their side but the point is if we don't do that we're going to get to a point eventually where it's going to be throwing punches or things like that you know it's i've always said all along i would love to see everybody in a hive mind just decide on april 15th i'm not fucking paying i'd love it i'm just not doing it you know because what are they going to do they're going to throw everybody in jail they can't i mean if everybody just said we're not going to pay our taxes but do you think what they mostly do is they just make kind of a lottery thing where they like really punish certain people and go, yeah, you're you're 
you, you might get away with it this time, but you know, keep it up. You're going to be you're going to be one of the people we get. I don't I don't know what they would do. You know, Matt Christensen was talking about this, and it surprised me. He said uh, the ATF is trying to. This isn't the part that surprised me. ATF is trying to ban certain weapon configurations they don't like, and yeah, he didn't I, specify what I those think, were. They think they might be talking about the um, their um, the pistols that they're basically short um, short rifles, and in order to get away with having such a short barrel on a rifle, because there's regulations to how short a barrel can be on a rifle before it's not considered legal. And what they would do is they would consider it a pistol. And in order to make it a pistol, you can't have a buttstock. Well, you can't really have these rifles and shoot them accurately without a buttstock. So what they did is they created a created something called a forearm brace that okay. looks just like a buttstock, except, and it's got the same kind of like... Um, you know, you can use it like a buttstock. You can brace it against your shoulder to fire, but it's got a little loop to put your arm through that you can strap your forearm to. So it's a, it's a forearm brace. It's not a buttstock. Gotcha. And so, but every, nobody uses the strap. They just keep it strapped, and then it's got that rigidity of a buttstock, and you just use it like a buttstock. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I think, one of the things they're saying, well, this is just you guys being cute with this. And, you know, this is not, you know. Well, but the point is there, there's no legislative part to this. The ATF is just going to decide they don't want to the, do it. The ATF is bullshit anyway. There shouldn't be an ATF. Well, and so this was the part that surprised me. Matt said there's only about 3,000 ATF agents in the country, period. And he said, what if collectively we just said no? You know, there's, he says there's just not enough Washington bureaucrats and bureau people of whatever, whether it's the ATF, FBI, there's not enough of them to stop us if we all just do it. Yeah, but, you know, then we'd get a situation where you'd get a Democrat like Biden or somebody in office that would go, well, Trump did it. So I'm going to I'm going to we're going to deputize all the police officers to be ATF agents. And we're going to make sure that they go out and they, they enforce this. Yeah, but I think it only works in places where they want to do it. Right. And I don't think. I don't think there's an – I think the right has overestimated the amount of people in those, whether it's cops or uh, the military, who would say, look, I'm not following those orders. At the same time, I think the left thinks – and Sarah Silverman made this comment a long time ago about, well, if we get the military, then we're good. Just that they're mindless people who do what they're told. And that's not the case either. And even if you just split it half down the middle – saying there's half of the law enforcement and half of the military who say, we're not doing this. And there are plenty of sheriffs who, when they've talked about gun control, have said, we're not going to we're not gonna do that. Or they say, we're not going to enforce the stay-at-home orders. I'm still worried there's enough that will. I don't, I don't think there is enough if they decide to do it. I don't think there's enough to stop people, you know? I mean, look at, and I, look, I will say this right from the get-go. I think David Koresh was nuts. But how many people were in that compound? 50? Yeah, this is the Branch Davidian cult. Yeah, and and that took up a shit ton of the FBI's FBI's resources. If you've got someone who's not crazy, who just says, look, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm owning my guns, I'm living my life. We're not talking about people who are saying, I'm not paying my taxes or anything like that. They're just like, it's legal to own guns. I'm going to own them. I haven't violated the law. I'm a sovereign citizen. Yeah, not those people, but like those, uh, um, not the Bundy family. What are they? I keep getting them mixed up with the married with children. But the the grazing rights people, 
you yeah, know? That, yeah, they were Bundy, weren't they? I thought it sounded like Bundy, but yeah. I don't think it was Bundy. Anyway, um, yeah, my point is if somewhere, some state scrounges up a thousand people who say, we're all hanging together, there's it's going to be real hard for the country to do anything about that. Yeah. It just really is. So, but anyway, Ron Paul for president, man. Sure. I, I like that guy. And and uh, Ted Cruz has, has been pretty good lately, too. I mean, ever, I since think, he, ever since he grew his beard, he seems to be a lot better. I think Ted Cruz is a guy I want on my side, but I don't want to back him for stuff. Because I think when it comes down to it, Ted Cruz can be a shitty human being. Yeah. I think, and by that I mean he can be a politician. I think if he can do sneaky and underhanded shit to become president, he would do sneaky and underhanded shit. I don't know if Ron Paul – or. Uh, Rand Paul would or not. I certainly assume he would be capable of that. I just don't think I've seen it yet. Hmm. You know? So, but, you know, that gets to my thing about, I think we're part of the problem here. We keep doing this Republicans versus Democrats thing all the time. And I really think we need to start thinking about, does it make sense to try and back a third party somewhere to unsettle the other two? Because, you know, Cenk Uger mm-hmm. and the Young Turks, he said, uh, look, we've got three factions now. We've got the left and the right and the establishment. We have the hardcore right, which he totally doesn't understand. Um, we have the progressives, which he thinks are the heroes, and the establishment. And he thinks you've got to turn one against the other, two, or two of them against the other one. Um, he doesn't understand them, and he refutes some points in his own article. Tim Poole did a video on it. Yeah, but, I don't see how that would work. But... But I do think he's right in the sense that we have the left that's moving farther left, the right that's – I don't want to say is moving farther right, but I can see maybe being pushed that direction. And the establishment that just wants to I don't to think keep... the right's even close to moving further right. I think the right's moving further left too. You think so? Yes. They're, the, the, the hardcore right from 20 years ago are probably more what you would consider moderates back but then. But what do you mean by point? the hardcore right? Uh, I think when Jank like, Uger like, says hardcore right, he means white supremacist. Okay, I'm, I'm. I guess I'm talking about like the religious right uh, that used to be like you know they'll never ever accept um, um, gay marriage. They'll never accept a woman president. They'll never accept this. They'll all this progressive stuff that they would never would have thought about accepting 20 years ago. It's we don't care Republicans. We have no. We're get well. We're, I think Republicans are tending to get just more like libertarian minded less, you know, we, we don't want to be authoritarian. We went through that in the eighties with the, with the authoritarian um, religious right. See, I'll disagree. I think that hardcore religious right is still there. They still, the, the, just their numbers are way smaller than anyone ever expected. Okay. I, I really think so. Um, I think a lot of moderate rights are sort of sliding to the left a little and becoming more centrist. But there's definitely a sta- an establishment, and Biden's a great representative of it, that just wants to keep us fighting with each other. Yeah. And that's one thing about Trump is he didn't fit into that mold. And I think the left, I've mentioned this before, has got to worry that Trump is going to spend the next four years just fucking trashing Washington. And people are going to follow him because of it. Well, it's like the example of the Bernie bros, the Bernie supporters that were jilted by the establishment by Clinton's people yep. and they said fuck it and they went with Trump yeah and it's it's possible to do that so I mean that's a positive note actually well I meant on a positive note I mentioned we can close this because we're running up on time here um, Tim Pool's video he says 
you know, he's been predicting a civil war all along. Yeah. And he said, I might be wrong. He said, we might be looking at a revolution. And he mentions, and I don't know where this was because um, it sort of went past in the video and I didn't hear. But um, he said sort of the representatives from the Boogaloo Boys and the people from Antifa were at some event. And they kind of instead of fighting each other sort of shook hands and said, look, we don't like each other. You know, we don't like what you represent. We don't like what or you don't like what we represent. But what we both can agree that we don't like is these guys, meaning the establishment, saying they want us to fight each other so they can fundraise off of it and do all of that stuff. So how about you go over there and mind your business? We'll go over here and mind our business, which puts us into that sort of what the Constitution wanted in the beginning, us to be individual states sort of held together, not overruled or ruled over by a central government. And so he thinks we might be headed to a point where we just have states that are very that are a whole lot more like like Colorado did with marijuana. You know, they just said, hey, we got enough people who want to have marijuana here, so they did it. And now some other states are doing it. And other states aren't. We have states that want abortion and other states don't. And so people are going to move in general, to the state that represents what they want to have. And that takes a lot of centralized power away from Washington. And I think that would be a good thing. Yeah, I think I, I think the left, though, is dis, really would be disingenuous, or are when you said these guys shook hands, said, you, you know, you do your thing, we'll do our thing, we hate those guys. The left is disingenuous. They're, they have an authoritarian bent that the right doesn't have. And they, and they, they would love to have their agenda forced on other people. And that's the only thing is their agenda is, is is more hardcore than the government we have now is willing to go. So they're pissed off about it. They want to force it. So the right doesn't want that. The right just they, – they, they don't – once they win, they don't want to say, ha, we won. Now we're fucking you guys over. But the left would. No, I, I don't disagree. I just think the left is maybe starting to realize they don't have the numbers for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, if again, I didn't get the guy's name, the guy who's in charge of the president of the Oath Keepers or whatever, the largest militia in the country goes, we don't consider Biden to be the president. Yeah, we're just not going to everything he does, we think is illegal at this point. That's that's the largest militia in the country. You know, a lot of these are former military people. They know what they're doing. If if Antifa comes up against stuff like that, they they don't have the power to stop them. And so you may have a side like the authoritarian left that wants to do what they want to do, but if they can't do it, their only position is to say, well, then fine, you stay on your side of the line. So Tim said he may have changed his mind from open civil war to sort of this kind of everybody kind of balkanizes and gets their own spot. And I can see that happening. I mean, it's starting to happen now. You know, look at, uh, look at the mask mandates in some places. Except then you've got this kind of this um, bleeding over bullshit where the the progressives that fucked up their state or their city have fucked it up so bad, but they've got money, so they move and they go to the they go to a place that's not so progressive and bring their fucking progressive bullshit with them. Well, it's certainly possible, so but it's I a think bleeding over. I I get that, and I'm not going to deny that happens. I think the problem from our side is we believe that everybody who leaves California are the people who agreed with California's yeah, no, policy. That's, yeah, that's, that's not that's no. not the case. In many cases, and there are some studies to show, in most cases, the people leaving are the Republicans or the Republicans or the moderates yeah. from there. But here's the other thing. Okay, let's just say everybody who's in New York City, which is 
what, 90% liberal? If everybody in New York City goes, fuck it, we're out, we're leaving, and they bail and they go to other states and spread themselves around Montana and Indiana and South Dakota and Texas and all that, yes, it dilutes those other states. But what just happened to New York? New York without New York City is a red state. It is. California without San Francisco and Los Angeles is a red state. Texas without Dallas itself, Austin, Houston, easily a red state. So if that means the people in these uh, areas are the, the high density populations are fleeing to spread out into smaller towns, that may just dilute the the uh, left's power way before it impinges on the right. I didn't think about it that way. So it's very possible. Yeah. So another positive note to end on. Oh, that's it. That's what that was. Oh, you made it sound note. like you were going to throw another one. And in yet there. another note. No, that was another. Po- that was the second positive note to end on, which we will end there. So if you want to get in contact with us, uh, follow us on Parlor, or actually, just not us, Rooster. Right now, I suspect I will get on there too eventually. Yeah, you better. But follow Rooster on Parlor. It's Rooster B N C. Yeah, as in boy Nancy Chaos, whatever. I don't okay. know. Whatever those are. So you follow. Can still us. email us. It's Rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or Crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And we've had quite a bit more interaction on our Facebook page. Really appreciate it. Uh, keep hitting that like button and give us some uh, comments. See you. Bye.